I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother, uh, my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and today I've got not one, but two co-hosts. Please welcome back to the podcast, Fox Occupational Therapist, Lainey Hefferly, and I guess we should call you author now, author <laughs> Beth Hussman. Thank you. So the reason Beth and Lainey are here today is because Beth has written a book and Lainey has told us about it. So you brought this book to <laughs> us and I thought this is a great idea for an episode for this podcast. So Beth, we're going to talk about your book today, but let's go back to the beginning Lainey, who works with Fox, how did you find out that Beth was writing a book? A couple of months ago, I was seeing Beth's mom in memory care. And that's how I first met Beth. And at the same time, Beth's dad was getting ready to move from an assisted living into her home. And so she got the referral for us to see her dad in the home. And it's been a huge big picture moment, um, getting to see everything full circle. Beth and I, and even her dad, have had a lot of discussions about memory care and then how to best relate with your uh, relatives when you're coming to memory care. And that's kind of how I found out about her book. I actually would really like to know best perspective <laughs> on what it's been like, like having both of your parents aging in sort of two different ways and then how like OT and PT have helped support that. It's just been a wild and crazy <laughs> few years. We knew mom was changing and my brother and I, my brother lives down the street and I live about 15 minutes. We were taking turns preparing a dinner with enough for leftovers for lunch. That was a full year of like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I cooked, he did Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and we ordered on the telephone for Sundays. And it was helping because mom could no longer organize a meal. Then dad fell in November of 2019. And no, maybe it was 20. I don't know. <laughs> Time is warping right no, now. I, I hear you. I hear you on he that. Fell, I stayed with him because we had to wait because of COVID, we had to wait five days for surgery for a, a broken shoulder. And during that time, he was, because of the anesthesia or something, we we're having prostate issues. So he was up five times a night with a broken arm, needing assistance. And mom was not at all asleep. She would go to bed right after dinner. We couldn't procrastinate. She's like, it's seven o'clock. I'm going to bed. And she'd be up by 930 reorganizing the kitchen cupboards, hiding things in towels and 
playing in the recycle bin and that's when my brother and I realized this uh, leisurely look for a new facility that they would live in for retirement. Mm-hmm. It, it changed. It was not leisurely and it was not just a retirement. And it, we ended up with 24-7 home care. They entered an assisted living. Mom went into memory care and dad into assisted living so that he could visit. It was during COVID, so they had to do no visitors for two weeks. It's not quite guilt, but I guess a very, very bad feeling. Mom didn't understand where was her husband. Why does this um, resort not allow my husband to have a room next door? And she thought I was having one room. Dad was having a room. My husband was having a room. My brother was having a room. And all of a sudden, she had no family, no visitors. Um, Her dog was no longer. And she wasn't in her house. And she didn't understand why. That was how it all started. And then I realized, you know, she was not happy. And they kept saying, well, maybe she's depressed. I'm like, no, she's angry. (laughs) Um, She's not all depressed. She doesn't understand. And so it became those sort of needs. And how we got onto physical therapy was mom needed assistance in getting to the bathroom, in crawling into bed. And Lainey just put up signs and all of a sudden mom was like reading the sign oh turn and following the little spiral and it worked when nothing else worked and that's how we ended up with meeting laney <laughs> so now laney you know, dad was moving out to come here i said hey doctor could we do a bunch of assessments as a baseline before he leaves and laney came back because i i said we would love laney <laughs> Um, and we have Abby too. So I want to I want to talk about the book, Beth. It's called Home Is a Feeling, and you wrote this specifically for your mother. I did. It was just a gift because um, it was on Snapfish, but, right, or one of those servers where you one just, of those, yeah, where you um, create the book on your own. It was just a like putting images, JPEGs, whatever. You load them in, and you can type, and then hit spend money and you get a book. But you wrote the story and you also created the illustrations for it. I did. As a gift, my mom had given me her oil paints, which I was never, ever before allowed to touch. (laughs) Oil paints are a mess. Your mom was right. If you get that anywhere, it's almost impossible to get off. Well, I had to be 58 before I was old enough. Right. (laughs) And so she gave those to me and I was busy teaching at a homeschool co-op. I had some significant vision trouble with glaucoma and not being able to see. And I just put it off and I'm like, mom, you'll teach me later. And so one July we sat down outside because she had to have it fresh air painting. She couldn't remember how to use all these little jars of stuff. And I had, Graphic art training for landscape architecture, but they don't let you touch oil paints. You do (laughs) pencil, pens, and markers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, these are confusing. And she said, well, just do something. (laughs) (laughs) So I really wanted to paint for her. And I was feeling very bad that I didn't notice that our window was closing. So it had to be paintings. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the best artist, but... It's okay because her vision is not the best. <laughs> um, but it was also a gift. 
So it was just, it was just the, the thought and energy you're putting into this. She likes the, the huge font. It's like one inch tall um, where it says home is a feeling. And then at the bottom, it says what kind of feeling on the one page with the painting. And then the other side, when you open it and you're sharing with two people, mm-hmm. you put the Alzheimer's dementia person on the left and you be on the right. The right has other little phrases like home is a feeling of being comfortable in a place. So I have her watering, I actually morphed the image into some men, some women, um, being comfortable in the garden, watering the hose. And then I list other places it might be comfortable in your warm, cozy bed, in your reading chair. And they're meant for conversation starters. And that's important because in the nursing homes, I saw so many other children of adults sit there and stare at their parent. And I'm thinking, why aren't you talking? Why aren't you touching them? Why are you just like there? I mean, that's not a good visit. So my goal was to help a visit. And I had a friend, her mom had Lewy body dementia and it was taken a a very fast turn down and I went online and I ordered another of that picture book for my mom and I gave it to the daughter and she and her mom read it that night and we talked the next day and she said we were both crying <laughs> and her mom passed two days later oh my gosh and we were talking on the phone and she said that gave us the most beautiful evening she said we read it three times <laughs> and for me to give them something to do while they were sitting up in the last hours, mm-hmm. um, to give them precious time together. That was beneficial. And I could see this, I'm helping people. This is seriously hard, um, having a parent in that position. And if I can help, I, I want to help. And there was another man, Mr. Clarence. He was so adorable. He had like three or four people gather around a little table. The only printed material in that place was the activity list. So he'd read it off. Eight o'clock, breakfast. <laughs> Nine o'clock, free time. Ten o'clock, story hour with whatever. And and they would pay attention. And he's like, I think we're all set. Does that agree with everyone? <laughs> you could see his former life. He ran meetings. He mm-hmm. was very good at this. He asked for consensus. And so I gave a caretaker um, the book and Laura read it to this group. And one of the men who didn't speak very often, at the end, he stood up and he goes, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> and I'm like, he talked. <laughs> and so it made him happy. And then uh, Laura agreed she would videotape and she'd read it with this little tiny lady, Miss Bonnie. She had her walker heaped over the top with stuff and she got it from everybody else's rooms. But <laughs> she was leaving. She was going home to Anderson. And so Miss Bonnie's videos are on my website. And she is so delightful. She's like, now that about says it. <laughs> and it made a very happy spot in her day. And that's when I realized, you know, this is, this is too easy. I already did the work. Yes. And it's all about just sharing that moment. That moment. And there's other ladies, Miss Connie and this, I don't remember her other name, but 
the three of them and my mom would like Alzheimer's. You, the game is called drag and drop. You have something, you drag it around and you drop it and lay it down somewhere. Second mom would lay that book down. Somebody else would pick it up and walk around with it all day long. And then they'd put it down and somebody else would take it. And then they had fights. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to print another copy. <laughs> and I just like left it there. And it's bright orange with purple, a little bit of Clemson, but I'm not a Clemson grad. But <laughs> <laughs> it's an unusual color. Mm-hmm. And I think that made a big difference too. It's, it's screaming at you. <laughs> And they recognized that that was that book. Because I went to your website, Beth, and what I like about it is you say there's no page numbers, there's no sequence, you can even skip a page. It's not a story. It's just being in the moment. Mm -hmm. Because with Alzheimer's or dementia, every moment is changeable. Mm -hmm. And so if you can enjoy that one page and that's all you want to do close the book. It's You don't have to read it front to back. Mm-hmm. It's just wherever you open it, it's a story. And I had a forward at one time that mentioned Alzheimer's. And I said, my mom was the Alzheimer's warrior. And that's the first gift edition that I gave to her. Uh-huh. And she read that and she says, I do not have Alzheimer's. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. And she's like, that's really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, but that's where we were. So I, I knew then that's a bad idea to have mention of anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Just that this is for comfort. This is for enjoyment. This is for sharing. This is for conversation. All the positives. Straight up, this um, is going to put you in a happy place. Mm-hmm. Right. I will say what is re- what's really challenging for even OTs when you're working with people with Alzheimer's is... You don't, they know when something is childish. They don't want something, they don't want something that is childish when Mm -hmm. you're participating in them with them. So with her book, it's a really good mixture of the right, just right cognitive level so that they can understand it. Like the font's big enough that they Mm -hmm. can see it and it's simple enough but not childish. Mm -hmm. Everything is really adult specific. Yeah. Some people have always loved books and mom was one of those. So just having a book, Mm -hmm. she didn't even have to open it. Just having a book was very important. I love the title of the book. Home is a feeling. (laughs) So you may not necessarily live in the same place that you spent 30 or 40 years in, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that you're not home. Maybe you're home if you're with family, maybe you're home if you're happy so I love, yeah. I love the title of that book. How did you come up with the title? In our early marriage, we went through the biochemistry um, shebang of the 80s, and we moved eight times in about eight years. And our five-year-old asked, it's spring, when are we moving? <laughs> <laughs> and we said, we're not. And then a week later, we were. Um, moving mom and dad, I know how upsetting moving can be. Mm-hmm. And that was when we needed to move for a job. So it it was all a good thing. But their move was not really a choice. It was kind of a necessity. Right. So I know it was packed with a lot of feelings, but you still need to be comfortable. 
And then I met a caretaker and she had a client who was wanting to go home. <laughs> and the caretaker said, she is at home. She was born and raised in that house. That is, always has been her home. The mindset, it's not about the house. It's so much more than house. It's, it's your heart. You know, that old thing, home is where your heart yes. is. It's, home is comfortable. Home is where you, everybody loves you or you're loving other people. It's everything wrapped up in being human. So I'm going to do a selfish plug for occupational therapy there. <laughs> the first thing, when I read her book, I also was moved to tears, but for a separate reason, everything that she lists in the book is a meaningful occupation. So in each page, it's like, cooking with your family, you know, gardening outside in your yard, you know, everything is a meaningful occupation that she lists in there. And I'm like, yes, this is so good because it's so true. It's not where you are. It's more, um, home is the feeling that you get participating in meaningful occupations. Yes. <laughs> It's a healthy I mindset. Pressing all those buttons. Yeah, yes. Lainey, I wanted to ask you, as a clinician, can you explain why a book like this and even having that shared moment with a loved one is important for a patient with Alzheimer's? Oh, it's important for both parties. So for the patient with Alzheimer's, specifically in those memory care units, a lot of times they don't have a lot of activities that they're participating in. And so that's one of the things that I'm doing right now with the memory care that her mom's in and that I'm working with is really trying to build into some structure into their day, educating the care aides on like cognitive specific exercises that they can do. And it helps patients sleep better at night. It helps them not fall because they're more active. It helps their mind. Like they're not as anxious because they have something to focus on throughout the day. So having activities that you can do with them that are appropriate and maintain their attention, just have a slew of benefits for the patient, but also for the caregiver, because like Beth said, there's a lot of people that go in there and they have no idea what to do with somebody who has Alzheimer's. So they're just sitting there, a lot of times it's just as important for the caregiver to feel like they're connecting with their loved ones as it is for the patient to do something that's meaningful to them. It's like a an icebreaker in a way. It's like a buffer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, you know, with adults now, if we go to a dinner party, we might have those little conversation starter <laughs> cards. Yeah. yeah. Like the, that's a big thing right now with my generation, for sure. Those little cards that basically boost conversation between people. And yeah, that's it's it's the Alzheimer's version of that. So, Beth, let's talk business now. You're going to publish the book. Have you published it already? I am awaiting a proof copy. It's a few days late. Okay. Um, as long as everything's okay, then I hit the button and it goes on Amazon. And then I have to work and market. But think of it like this. Every book you send out is helping someone. Absolutely. So it's it, good work. I didn't ever set out to be an author. <laughs> when it's finally ready to go, it'll be available on Amazon. It's called Home is a Feeling from Mary Beth Hussman. 
That's correct. And I have a website. Shout um, it out. I was going to say, like, how can people find <laughs> out about this book? It's all one word. So it's designed to be worthy. Dot WordPress dot com. Designed with a D at the D -E -S end. D-E-S-I-G-N-E-D. E-D. All right. Designed to be, to be worthy. B-E worthy. W-R-T-H-Y. <laughs> because God... Even if you have Alzheimer's, God loves you, and he, he designed you to be worthy of being loved. Designed to be worthy. I love that. All right. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I just have a few more questions for you. Can you, can you stick around for a few more minutes? <laughs> we can. Sounds All good. right. Do not go anywhere. The Live Better Longer <laughs> podcast will continue right after this. So as we take a quick break, just a reminder that November is National Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. And the reason we have Awareness Month is so you can become more aware of Alzheimer's disease through conversation, dialogue, education. Maybe you can influence policy, raise money for research. So use November to get the ball rolling or to get the ball rolling a little faster. So before we get back to today's episode, uh, I just want to give you some quick facts about Alzheimer's. More than 6.2 million Americans are living with it. Think about that number for a second. 6.2 million. Teal is the Alzheimer's awareness color of the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, the AFA. And the AFA uses teal because it has been shown in color psychology studies to be a calming color. Now, if you're listening to this podcast in real time, tomorrow, November 3rd, is Light the World in Teal Day. More than 800 structures around the world will go teal this year to raise awareness and show support for the millions of people affected by Alzheimer's. So if you have access to a building, even if you have access to your window in your house or apartment and you have a teal light, shine that on November 3rd, light the world in teal day. And then if you ever have any questions about Alzheimer's disease, the AFA, once again, that is the American Foundation of Alzheimer's, they have a national toll-free helpline, which is open seven days a week and staffed entirely by licensed social workers specifically trained in dementia care. And that number is 866-232-8484. And to learn more, you can go to the AFA's website, which is alzfdn.org. alzfdn.org. We are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. I am chatting with Fox occupational therapist, Lainey Hefferly, and author of Home is a Feeling, Mary Beth Hussman, a.k.a. Beth Hussman. So this <laughs> book is about sharing a moment with a loved one. So my question for you is this. What else connects you with your family? I would say with my grandmother, I talked about her on the last podcast. She's amazing. She does everything. But um, I'm a new gardener. So I call and talk to her a lot about, I send her pictures of my plants. 
we talk a lot about plants and then also cooking. So I always like call her and my mom and my husband's mom and his grandmother just for all the cooking uh, tips. So those are those are my two cooking and gardening. You see, yeah, you said cooking. That has like a direct lifeline to my soul. When you said that, I'm like, yeah, of course, <laughs> like cooking too. Yes. Yeah. And then like serving your food to your loved ones. So I've just started with baking sourdough. And so Ooh. everybody in my family is like, when you come, you have to bring your sour. When you come back home, you have to bring your sourdough. <laughs> Before the sourdough, I had learned how to make my Nana's biscuits. And Clancy's mom, my husband, wanted my Nana's biscuits at their Thanksgiving. So I called her to make sure I got the biscuits right. And then I delivered them to Clancy's family. So we all we all have shared in my love for cooking. Yes. This would not be good for the Cato diet, though. <laughs> no. so we would have to cut out all carbs. All right, Beth, your turn. That's so hard for me because it was mom and dad and it's still mom and dad because my brother who also lives in town, he keeps the budget and the money and I keep track of nurses, therapists, supplements that have to be delivered, clothes that need repaired. I mean, I had no idea that it was going to be so consuming before all that. It's not just one thing, but it's definitely about keeping tabs on each other and how we're all doing, staying in each other's business, really. I mean, we know everything about everything, so it's a way of staying connected. No, I like this, That's Beth. Like, to me, if I had to sum you up in one word after just chatting for the last 20 minutes, it would be family. Yes. <laughs> and it sounds like you're mission-driven. Like you come up with a whole bunch of tasks and you're like, all right, I've got to complete my checklist. Yeah, some people call it type A. <laughs> I'm tight. Well, um, Lainey and Beth, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you. Always That's a pleasure. <laughs> so Beth, remember us when Home is a Feeling makes the New York Times bestsellers list. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Fox has been so helpful in my life and in my the comfort of my mom. She she saw Lainey in the hall and we moved her to hospice, but she's like, that's my girl. Wow. <laughs> and she she knows faces. She didn't remember her name, but she knew that's that's my happy smile face, you know? So what's really even funnier about that is she never knew my name, but she <laughs> sees my name badge that has fox on it and it has like the picture of the fox on it <laughs> and one day i came in and the care techs were like thank god you're here she's been yelling for you all morning i'm like she doesn't know who i am and i see her coming down the hall going fox there you are fox <laughs> i've heard her call you miss foxy up <laughs> one more thing if they didn't come to our home. We would have quit by now because <laughs> um, we're having occupational twice a week and physical therapy twice a week. It takes two hours to get dressed and eat breakfast, to get dressed, eat breakfast and go in the car and have a therapy and come back. We would have quit by now. Mm -hmm. So having Fox come to our home is so beneficial that we'll stick with it and 
actually, you know, the, the two therapists we have are so cheerful and we look forward to a visit. It's, and we're seeing so many physical, mental good changes. That's, I thank you guys. This, so is, much. this is, this is all great to hear. Laney's good people, as you know. <laughs> so thank you for the time today. Thank you. Yep. So for Laney Hefferly and Beth Hussman, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yens later. Mm-hmm.